Hey everyone, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. For the first time in around two years. God, yeah, two years probably. Yeah, it, no, like literally. It was like 2016 was the last uh, last episode we did. I think uh, the last episode was just me. Yeah. I did one by myself. Jedi. But other than that, it's literally been just about two, pretty much just about two full years. So, um, yeah, it's been a while, but it's uh, nice to be back. New format, actual podcast format instead of crappy YouTube video format. Yeah, it's much easier now that we're also in the same time zone for the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're not a day apart um, <laughs> like we were. You're not in Germany anymore, so that's uh, that's nice. But we're still not anywhere close to each other. But uh, no. Well, we're about as close as we were at the time because yeah. you, know, you were in Chicago and I was in Atlanta. So we're about that same distance now, close to it. A little further, yeah, eventually, eventually we'll meet up somewhere. I imagine at some point where we ha- <laughs> we'd have to we'd have to do something. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's nice to be back. We're uh, going back, and what we're uh, what we're gonna do the for- the new format we're doing is we're kind of splitting up the way we're gonna talk. If there's any sort of current Batman news or anything kind of related to you know kind of the DC universe, Batman world, anything like that. Then we'll kind of talk about that first half of the podcast, or however long we need to, and then the back half will be us reviewing um, every Batman movie ever made in chronological order, and that includes mm. animated ones. Oh yes, all of them. So that's what uh, that's what we're gonna do. So today we're gonna do the first Batman movie. We're not doing the serials because I just I don't want to do those. But we'll we're starting <laughs> with the first Batman movie, Batman the movie from 1966, based on the William Dozier, Adam West, Burt Ward TV show, and that's what we'll uh, be reviewing today, and I'm really excited about that. Super, super excited about that, but before we get into that, we gotta go through uh, some current stuff, because we've been away a long time, and there's been a lot going on, and to be honest, I've just kind of got back into this, because I've so distanced myself from the DCU, um, because if you've listened to any of our other ones, and I know you haven't, because nobody did, um, no. We, we don't like it for the most part. So I do apologize. All you people that are like trying out this podcast that are huge DC fans. I promise we're huge DC fans too, but not necessarily with the movies that have been coming out. So I kind of just distanced myself from it completely. And I saw Wonder Woman, you know, I saw, I've seen all the movies, sure. but I haven't really been super following it. And I know there's been so much going on with all the Batman talks and, New movies and the solo movie and Ben Affleck is gonna write is gonna write direct and star in it and then he's not and someone else is gonna direct it but he's still gonna be in it and then he's not and so much is going on right now as far as I knew he was no longer doing the Batman movie but now with this whole new Henry Cavill thing which just happened so that's very topical yeah uh now I've seen more reports that are like because Henry Cavill's not in it. Now Ben Affleck's not in it. It's like, I thought he already wasn't in it. So yeah, I'm confused. I mean, they've been going back and forth for months. Uh, I forget when. I think it was really Justice League's underperforming that really kind of started the whole, okay, it's more than likely Ben Affleck is gone. But I think, obviously, now with the Henry Cavill news, it, I mean, it looks like DC is kind of trying to start over again 
in the sense that they're getting rid of really the two guys this whole universe um not really getting rid of but i guess you know ben affleck stepping down it looks like and then henry cavill looks like he also is kind of parting ways but to me like this kind of represents really the official end of what we knew as the dceu you would think at this point i mean it it seems like it would have to be yeah, but then it's confusing because, you know, they're full steam ahead with Wonder Woman because they obviously mm-hmm. want to keep her. Right. Other members of the Justice League, obviously, we have Aquaman coming out this right. year. But so you wonder. And, like, and they've already and like officially Suicide Squad 2 and Birds of Prey or whatever that'll be are still slated to come out. So it's like but after well, that, there's not anything that's been announced or talked about, really. Well, they've announced so many. I feel like in the midst of things, they announced a movie for almost every Batman character and just everything I can think of. But it really, I, I feel like a lot of it was kind of them throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks and yeah. like kind of seeing what got response. Like the last time I heard, I think even like Suicide Squad 2 has like been postponed and kind of on a back burner. And that's oh, the I annoying so. part is like you have no idea what they want to focus on and really kind of steer towards going forward is mm-hmm. it's really to call it a mess is an understatement yeah unfortunately but anyway so it's been nuts and then this whole and now this whole henry cavill thing's even more confusing because of what he posted on instagram and now oh, nobody God. knows what's going on and so and then i i was reading stuff everything i read that was official never said he wasn't being superman yeah any official things I read, but then I heard from other things saying from people they heard from that it is, and then everyone just totally went with that he's not being a part of it anymore. Whereas the thing that they kept pointing to, the Hollywood Reporter article from Warner yeah. Brothers or whatever, never said he wasn't being Superman. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that happens a lot. There's like a really cool story that talks about that urban myth about like on average humans eat like seven spiders in their sleep <laughs> yeah. i saw a video that actually like tried to find the root of it and they found out that really it was like there is no root to it and that people just started regurgitating that and no one knows where it comes from right. and i kind of feel like that's what's going on here with the the whole it hasn't been confirmed yet because i think the last we heard was that warner brothers wanted him to be like a cameo in shazam right, right. and then scheduling conflict obviously with mission possible was a problem but then I know it was uh, announced not too long ago that Henry Cavill was going to be in, I think, the Netflix series of The Witcher, yeah. you know, the, yeah, the game series. And so when everyone heard that, they're kind of like, oh, so I guess he's going to be available and isn't doing any Superman stuff. Um, and then this whole thing happened where, it, yeah, like the Hollywood Reporter made it sound like negotiations just kind of fell apart because they said that Warner Brothers has like no intentions of making a Superman movie anytime soon. Right. At that, because that's been my like, I don't think they've had any desire to do a Superman sequel since. I mean, really, you could argue Man of Steel because Batman vs Superman was half Batman. You can't really call it a Superman movie, right? Yeah. And so, to me, like, especially after Man of Steel, they have had no interest in doing another one. Even though a lot of the DCU fans are like, "No, we like Henry Cavill as Superman. We want to see him in a good movie mm-hmm. as Superman." But it doesn't look like we're ever going to get that. More likely, and then yeah, the whole Instagram post. Uh, I don't know what that means. Nope, nobody does. Twitter no. exploded. It was hilarious. I mean, it's sad because you can tell that Henry Cavill really likes the role and really likes being Superman, but unfortunately, yeah, it just feels like they're wasting him. And again, yeah. DC is just kind of having, you know, they're shaking in their boots and they're unwilling to kind of stick with any of the 
tried and true characters. And they're like, oh, well, people really responded with Wonder Woman, so it was, was focused on her. People liked Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad, so Super and Joker and all that stuff. And it's like, no, you need to make sure you have your core characters good to go. Yep, that that's one thing that I'm worried about with this kind of new direction or whatever, because it seems like it's like new direction as in new character direction. And it's like, well, yeah, that's that's fine and needed. But if you don't have the main characters in place, why are you, it's like, how can you build stuff around not the main characters? That, yeah. I mean, like people could argue Marvel kind of did that and they kind of did. But theirs sure. was very different because they didn't have the rights to half their main characters. Mm-hmm. And they still use the Avengers. So even though Iron Man and, and these characters weren't necessarily their main characters, the Avengers has always been a staple for them. And then they didn't have access to X-Men or Spider-Man either. So it's like, yeah. you know, that makes sense. But with DC, you have all these main characters and, you know, you already messed up by trying... Th- ultimately, say what you will about the, the casting or the writing or any. The problem with DC is that they shoehorned everything too fast. That yeah. is where everything started, and, and there was no way that was going to succeed just from the beginning. Oh. And again, I know a lot of you people are big fans of these DC movies, and that's fine. We're it's not, fine. because no. they're terrible. But yeah. We um, just want better. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. We don't want to... Se- I don't want to settle for an eh Batman movie. Like, no. we've already we've already done that. And I don't care what anybody says. Batman Returns sucks. Oh, that's um, awful. Batman we'll and Robin later, sucks, though. and I yeah. like Batman Forever, but that, but for different reasons. Um, I like Batman Forever, and I like The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah, you like The Dark Knight Rises a lot more than I do. But, um, oh, yeah. Which is a shame, because I loved it when I first saw it in theaters, because it just it was so big and fun to watch. Anyway, that that's a different... Uh, different oh, yeah, again, another, we'll get to yeah, all these time. in a long, long time. Oh, but... So we've seen eh, Batman movies, but recently we hadn't. We'd seen three, two great ones, and and even you know even Dark Knight was was good. We saw yeah. three solid, very very good Batman movies. But we they know, were they we were know it can be. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so we know it can be done. And yeah. then to not do it when this is your biggest thing ever, we are going to see all these heroes together for the. These are the biggest heroes ever. I don't oh, care yeah. what Marvel does. There's nobody Marvel has that's as big as Superman and Batman. There's just not. There's not. Yeah. And these are the biggest heroes ever. And so we're going to see them in a movie together. But you set it up all wrong. So it's like yeah. we weren't excited then. like Because no. Man of Steel it- came out. And we were already like, oh, well, this is the world it is. This isn't a great world. And then. Yeah. Still fixable. Yeah. And then. But you have to do a Batman movie after that. You can't yeah. do the mashup movie right after that and then kill Superman and uh, then do justice. Like you can't do it that way. Now you no. can add in Aquaman flash. You could add those other characters in, in a justice league movie, but you have to have a Superman and a Batman movie for sure. And then you probably want a wonder woman movie too, which they did do that. But they, they did do uh wait, wonder woman did, did Wonder woman come out before justice league or not? Yeah. 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 It did. So yeah. So they did that right. But you need to have a Superman movie, a Batman movie, and a Wonder Woman movie before you do Justice League. And the fact they didn't do a Batman movie just 
made uh. no sense. And anyway, that that was that. That's the problem that has happened. And now we're seeing that they don't know what to do. And God, no. And so yep. uh, who knows? Now it's like, okay, they're going to do a Supergirl movie. Well, okay, Supergirl's oh, real popular right now because of the TV show and stuff like that. I get that. But you're going to reboot something starting with Supergirl? It's like, that's, well, that's, the, that's not going to work. Other, that's the other annoying part is that they have like multiple continuity issues and versions of like characters. Like the yeah, thing about of Marvel TV that, and everything. Yeah. The thing about Marvel that's worked so well that like even though you have like the Netflix shows that are never going to interact with like the movies, right. they're all still set in the same universe. Right. Whereas now we've got the Joker from Suicide Squad. We're about to have the standalone joker movie mm-hmm. it's yep. like we're having multiple versions of the same character you got again you got the wb shows yeah that you know you got flash and supergirl we're about to have different ones so it's like there's no sense of like okay what am i what is this all leading up to because i mean they, they they really screwed it with the big lead up which is which would be justice league and it's like once that part fails it's like yeah it's kind of time to call it quits but yep. you would think they would wait a couple years Reboot everybody, get everyone on the same page, then build up to another Justice League movie. But now it's like... But they're panicking uh, because there's all the talk yeah. of the superhero bubble that's going to burst at some point. So that's, I think, yeah. the thing. where It's this hot thing, and it has been for the past several years, and yeah. they're trying to jump on it now. And th- the problem is, you, you can't. At least not well. No. And like for a while, the, the, the hope was that, you know, with Justice League failing... They were kind of just going to focus on standalone movies, and I'm totally okay with that. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. give us movies, like yeah, a good Batman fine. movie, good Wonder Woman, whatever. But yeah, now that we have all these weird, we've got some like, sequels. Like Wonder Woman some... was was great, and yeah. it's basically a standalone movie, other than the little exactly. throwaway in the beginning and the end. It's a standalone movie, and it's very good. And this next exactly. one's going to be like that too. Yeah, because Warner Brothers stayed out of it. Yeah, just let Patty Jenkins make a movie, yep. and what do you know? It yep. didn't turn out like crap. It didn't mm. turn out like some Frankenstein monster. That's the other biggest problem with with the yep. DC movies is the m- amount of people with input just is is a recipe for disaster. I mean, yeah. e- even even if you have a guy who's not necessarily that great in charge, a one person vision is going to be better than a million people ripping it apart. It even yeah. it, even if it was just Zack Snyder doing everything, and I and we're both not a huge, not a big fan of the world he oh. created. But if it was just him doing something, I will bet you anything. Both of those movies would have been at least better than what they were. Yeah, I mean, we w- again we wouldn't have liked them, but yeah, right. at least the consistency would have been nice. And like, I'm not part of the whole release the Snyder cut yeah, like there care. is there is no Snyder cut it's like 40 minute footage of like just random scenes like there is no Snyder cut but yeah, yeah again like having a consistent tone because the 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 parts that you can obviously tell are Joss Whedon reshoots and Justice League are just awful mm-hmm. and then they of course clash with like Batman versus Superman and and Man of Steel but like yep. and, and that's the other part of DC's problem is that you have no idea who's running the ship because at first it was supposed to be Zack Snyder, and then obviously he was pretty much, you know, run out, even though he, of course, had that tragedy with right. his daughter. And then it was supposed to be Jeff Johns, and then he's done, apparently. And now I forget who the new head of DC Films is. Yeah, but it's, like, it's someone. I, I forgot. I, I There is. I forgot who it was. It's some movie yeah. guy. It's not a comic guy. Yeah. It's like, again, they have no idea who they need and what they want. So they just yep. keep hiring people. It's like, just catch your breath. 
start over, wait for Infinity War to end, because then we'll be going through some kind of big team-up movie fatigue, or like at least we'll be wanting more in Justice League, and like new characters can fill that void. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, like when Avengers eventually ends. It's like, people are going to still be wanting more. Why not take that time to cash in on less competition, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree. They were they were late to the party, and there's you yeah. know that that that's that's that. You can't push your way ahead at this point. It's just not gonna. It's just not gonna work. You got to wait it out, and you got to be strategic about it, and and figure out how, what the direction you want to go. And and anyway, there's just all that. So we'll get yeah. way in let's, let's... way more into that in weeks and weeks whenever we get to those movies which will be yeah. who knows forever but um at that off. point at that point they might have new movies by then who knows but um uh yeah like getting back to like Henry Cavill and Ben yeah. Affleck um like i mean cuz Ben Affleck cuz before the whole Henry Cavill debacle just happened the big thing with Ben Affleck was that he i know recently kind of had a lapse with his alcohol addiction right uh, apparently it was really bad and like, you know, he was basically having to go into rehab. Well, he's, yeah, he's and in then, rehab now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I think Batman news put out a story that basically a lawyer from Warner brothers was talking and like, just to ensure Ben Affleck in a Batman movie would cost like $150 million. And so that news is kind of like, all right, all the more reason why people are pretty much saying that he's done. Um, and so especially with Henry Cavill being gone, I feel like that is that should and probably will be the absolute nail in the coffin for ever seeing Ben Affleck again in the Cape and Cowl. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I, I would I would agree. I, I kind of already thought he was oh, yeah. done, and so anyway, he was so, yeah. he was done basically after Batman vs Superman. You know? Well, like, not even that. Just I already I thought it was already announced that the Matt Reeves whatever he's working on was not going to have Ben Affleck. Well, that's the annoying thing is that there's all these rumors that, you know, they were looking at Jake Gyllenhaal and then oh, lately yeah. it came out that they've been looking at Kit Harrington. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, it's, it's like they've done everything but confirm. And that's the annoying part where you have people were like, until I officially hear it, I'm not going to believe it. But then it's also, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And right now it's nothing but smoke. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. We don't know what to think about much. Um, I would say it's pretty everything that I've ever heard about Matt Reeves, Batman project is it's not going to, it's, it was never going to have Ben Affleck in it. Like it's going different direction, you know, younger Batman or whatever, you know, I don't know. Nobody knows anything about it. Apparently he's in the middle of writing the script right now. So yeah, apparently they want to start shooting in the summer of 2019. Who knows if even that will happen. Yeah. But um, another thing that we do know is going on, and I wanted to talk to you about while we still have some time, about this Joker movie that's coming out, because uh, both of us were like, well, that's a stupid idea. Because, it's, okay. it's the worst thing I've ever heard. And, and there's a couple of reasons why, at least for me. You might have different reasons. But but the biggest thing, the, the biggest thing is the Joker is not someone you can tell a story like that with, and people can say, the killing joke? It's like, well, yeah, the killing joke was amazing, but... Even the Killing Joke wasn't set in stone. And no. Like it's still just a story, and you still don't know for sure. And even yeah, the Joker there's... says himself he doesn't remember what happened. So it's like it, there's still a level of mystique in it, even yeah. with even with telling a quote unquote origin story. So you can believe it or not. And anyway, and it's it's different because it still was kind of a 
it still was kind of a standalone thing, even though they incorporated the Barbara Gordon paralyzing yeah. stuff. It still was kind of a standalone thing, and I know this movie is too. But the other problem is you, I, you can't do villain movies. It no. it doesn't work. That's my problem with this Venom movie. Well, no, it's uh. not. I I have a million problems with the Venom movie coming out, but one of the biggest ones is you can't make the villain the central part of the movie. No, it just, it doesn't work. They're the villain, especially with someone like the Joker. So what they're going to do is they're going to do an origin where they're going to show all this stuff, whether it's in flashback or whatever. And it's just, and they're going to humanize it. They're going to make him a sympathetic character. And, And that's the problem. Every villain censured anything makes them sympathetic characters and you can already tell with this Tom Hardy Venom, he's they keep saying there's oh. no hero. He it's anti-hero. Venom's anti-hero. not an anti-hero. He's no. a villain. He's a one hundred percent villain. Yes, he has the protect the innocent stuff a little bit. Yes. There's a tiny bit of that, but ultimately his whole goal in life is to tear Spider-Man apart. And that's most of his goal. And yep. he is a villain. He's not he's not a oh, what are these powers I have? And I oh I'm scared of killing. No, Eddie Brock was a horrible person who fully oh, embraces yeah. the powers. And oh, anyway, that again, yeah, different podcast topic, but but it's along those same lines where they're going to do that. They're going to humanize the Joker because you have oh, absolutely. to. Absolutely. To like, be a central it, character, you have to humanize the central character. And that's what yeah. they're going to do. And it's going to be terrible, even though I think Joaquin Phoenix is a great choice to play the Joker. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. I wish he had been the Joker for Suicide Squad. Like, I think he's a great Please. casting choice. But but the problem isn't him. The problem is, same with Henry Cavill as Superman. Great casting choice. The character they wrote for him was awful up until the yeah. end of Justice League. It wasn't. It was terrible. It was not Superman. And that's what they're going to do with this Joker. I would bet you almost anything. And it's not going to be anything like a Joker I mean, and honestly, Heath Ledger's Joker wasn't really much like the Joker. But again, he's not the central character. It's a Batman movie. Exactly. You can focus on the villain. That's not the problem. But it has to be a a hero-centered thing. It just has to. It just has to be. And yeah, because you're gonna you have to humanize it, and it's just gonna it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, I personally have no interest in seeing a Joker movie without Batman or yeah, a Venom movie without Spider-Man. Yep. It's like you can have movies that kind of focus on the villain, like Silence of the Lambs. Right. But you still have a character, a protagonist that we root for. Right. You know, with like uh, Jodie Foster in that movie. But yeah, if, if we're supposed to follow the Joker and kind of root for him, you know, a guy who's a psychopath and just kills innocent people, yeah, they're going to either have to kind of neuter him where he isn't as evil, which... That's takes what they're going to do. Enjoyment. Yeah. And it's like when I see things that like they're casting Joker's mother, we're going to find out what his real name is. Like yep. everything about that. I'm like, no, 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 no. And then apparently like Thomas Wayne is going to play a big role in it. And that just gives me like Gotham flashbacks where we're going to have everything <laughs> except for Batman. I saw. Did you see the thing? Because um, oh, who is Robert De Niro or someone was supposed to be Thomas Wayne? Or? No, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. That's who it was. And yeah. uh, apparently... Now I don't, and he's not doing it now. Apparently, but um, oh, like the second day, he's like, okay, never mind. Apparently, what, what? Okay, and I don't know. This is just from reading stuff. But apparently, the character of Thomas yep. Wayne is supposed to be some like dim twit, weird, like rich, like moron. Yeah, like he's like, not I've, like not a doctor. 
Yeah, like I think Alec Baldwin just made a hint that he was like, oh, he's, you know, Thomas Wayne is this, you know, greedy capitalist who yeah. all he cares about. And so he's like, so kind of to me, that sounds like Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that's what I heard the comparison to. And it's like, wow, that's a. Uh, that sounds awful. That's starting off on an absolutely horrible foot. Yeah, it's like that's what Batman needs to be. It needs to be political. Mm-hmm. That'll really go well. So oh, no, like yeah. three days after, he's like, okay, never mind. And. They fired him, presumably, but thank God. But that doesn't save the movie. No, no. <laughs> that's, just, that's just one minor problem. I mean, like, again, I love I think Joaquin Phoenix is a great choice, yeah. but just put him with the Matt Reeves Batman. Like, yes, what? please. Something like, <laughs> like to me, like, I agree. I love the killing joke, but I also love how it, there's still some ambiguity where it is yeah. like, set in stone. Because to me, it's like either I want the killing joke or I want no history at all. And I want him to be a complete mystery. Yep. Like, that's what I love about the Joker. It's like not knowing anything. He could just be any guy who went crazy for like the smallest reason. Mm -hmm. To me, that's just as frightening as, you know, falling to the chemicals. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But, and then again, it's like, because also the concern is like, if God forbid this movie does really well, you know, the good thing is they'll probably get rid of the Jared Leto Joker, which would be a good thing at the end. But then it's like, yeah, they're going to have to incorporate this into the new Batman series they're doing Matt Reeves eventually, you would think. Because then, like, what would it be the point of having a, 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 like a Joker that's popular and doing well and then about to start a Batman franchise and not merging the two? I don't know. I have no that's, idea. That's where it makes no sense. And then apparently, I'm, I'm sure we're getting more and more Harley Quinn with uh, Margot Robbie. So it's like, yeah. are they going to put her with this Joker? It's like, ugh. Yeah, I know. It's It's a whole... It, I don't, nobody knows anything and it's impossible to really even figure out what is going to happen. It's like, you can't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it just is a mess. And anyway, so. yeah. So this provides a good opportunity, I think, to kind of look back and I don't know, what are your assuming this is probably, you know, about to be a done deal for Batman. What are your kind of final thoughts as as far as his brief legacy goes. Well, um, okay. Well, you want to do like pros and cons or I don't know how, how you want to do it again. First episode. Okay. Well, well, let's start because the, the negatives will be way longer. So let's start with the positives. Um, look fantastic. Yep. Fantastic. Look best Batman. Look we've ever had by a mile. Um, outfit physique. Fantastic. Although I would say though he looks great, like in Batman vs Superman, the brief cameo in Suicide Squad, but there are parts in Justice League. I think it's because because of the lighting and directing where the suit doesn't look as good. Yeah, well, also it's a stupider suit. That too. So that yeah. that was. But part yeah, he looks he looks great whenever pretty much Snyder is behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the other thing, honestly, Justice League. That movie was the best thing that could have happened to Ben Affleck's Batman in Batman vs. Superman. Because after Justice League, going back and watching Batman vs. Superman... Now, I can't, I'll can't. i never ever probably watch that whole movie again until we talk Ew. about it. Um, I can, even, even when I watch it, I have to skim through it. Um, <laughs> but all the Batman stuff in the first half of that movie is really good. Sure is actually really good. Like, and I'd kind of forgotten about it because of just how much I hate the rest of the movie. He's really strong as Batman. The look is there. The, the, 
the attitude is there, the detective skills are there, it's all there in the first half of the movie, and it's done very well. And then about halfway through, it literally, the best way to describe it is it literally jumps a shark, um, and he becomes <laughs> yeah. an absolute idiot for the second half of the movie. And then it's a, just a mess, except for the one, obviously, the warehouse fight scene is really cool. But um, oh, sure. all the all the Batman motivation mentality, everything in the second half of the movie is just awful. But in the first half of the movie, everything is really is really cool and interesting. And he's figuring out the white Portuguese stuff like he there's 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 detective work in it. There's there's a lot of stuff like that. And it's cool. Um, the Justice League Batman is the worst Batman that's ever been put on film. Oh, I don't know about that. In the history of the world. He's the biggest idiot in Justice League. He is a complete moron. He's, well, no he's so there, stupid. But, he's not but, I mean, He's not stupid in the first half of the of Batman vs. Superman. No. He, he's a complete idiot in the entire thing of Justice League. Oh, sure. I mean, he's useless. Not but... one thing he does is like anything Batman would do in any other form at all. No. Not one single thing. Not one. Not one. It, none of it makes sense. And and one of the problems is because they don't set... This one thing, I heard someone talking about it. I don't remember who it was. It was something I was listening to. They don't set up... They don't They don't earn anything in Justice League. They try and have no. all these moments that they didn't earn. Like talking about how... You know, when he's talking all this fond stuff about Superman. It's like, dude, yeah. you knew Superman for like three minutes. And two of those minutes, to- you wanted to kill him. Yeah, you're about to shove a spear through. You his face. you fought alongside him for literally like an hour, and then he was dead. That's yeah. it. And he's talking about he's the greatest man I ever knew. Way more human than me. It's like what you 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 didn't earn that. You didn't earn oh. any of that. That was not. It's so it's like ah, uh, that's part of the shoehorning though. That that's what that yeah. problem is. But um, he's dumb. So he he's he's yeah. just wandering around giving out his identity to everybody. He's trying to tell bad jokes. He's he's. He comes up with a great idea to raise someone from the dead using a un, un uh, an unexplainable alien technology that he has no idea how to use or control. Like, not one thing he does is like Batman in that movie at all. Yeah. So, that was my so biggest looks, thing. Yeah. So, he looks great. Costume's great. He's the tallest Batman we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Any more pros for you? Nah, that's really it. Just the look and then... <laughs> And then m- most of the character in the first half of Batman vs Superman is pretty is pretty good, and then everything after that is is pretty awful. I mean, there's there's a couple of decent action scenes. Like I said, him him the Batman in the the weird CGI Doomsday fight is is kind of cool. You get to see a few good moments and stuff, but. Yeah. So it's I mean you know th- there's a couple things in Justice League. There's a couple things. Him driving the Batmobile, trying to. Sure. Take all the parademons away. I mean, there's a couple moments that are all right, that are that are decent. Um, but overall, I mean, that that's about it. There's a handful yeah. of action moments. First half, Batman vs Superman. Um, the look, the costume, and the uh, and and I'll uh, standalone scene. The the opening to Batman vs Superman is incredible. Oh, uh, well, I- the Metropolis falling apart. Him driving oh, around yeah. trying yeah, to yeah. save people is great. No, no, I agree. And that—that's it. That's all the pros for me. Yeah, that's that's about it for me as well. Yeah, and then we pretty much already talked about the negatives. So. Yeah, I mean, like I, I also the other negative I don't like is I don't like him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well, he's not think, really. There's not really a Bruce Wayne because the whole movie, yeah. like Wayne Manor's non-existent and stuff. So there's not much of a Bruce Wayne anyway. 
Yeah, and we uh, we really only ever see them in public at that god awful party scene. With right, Luther, which is terrible. So you don't get to see like the classic, you know, charming, charismatic Bruce yeah. Wayne that's kind of like the real mask. But yeah, and I think the other problem is I just hate Ben Affleck as a human being real in real life. That <laughs> when he's not in the costume, it's like I don't see Bruce Wayne. I just see Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's 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 fair. So yeah, I mean, again, what. what through uh, two and a half movies we saw him as batman yeah and i know people love him people say he's one of the best batmans on the screen no 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 no. we just saw him in one and a half movies suicides no. well yeah batman i mean i guess Justice League. he's in it he's only in the end tag in suicide squad it's not even him in the beginning thing no. i mean that's like that's the half i cut that's I the best barely. batman that's been in any of the three uh dc movies with batman was that little part in Suicide Squad when he's chasing down Deadshot and then chasing down the Joker? Well, not really the Joker one, but the Deadshot one is yeah. awesome. And it's not even Ben yeah. Affleck. But that that whole is a great Batman scene. <laughs> it's kind of sad that, yeah, those two minutes were his best yep. going as Batman. But, yeah, he, he now joins the ranks of many other actors who have taken on the role. And we'll see what time says about him. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Anyway, so yeah. that that's about all of our thoughts, unless you had anything else to add with stuff going no, on. I'm sure we'll hear more news in the days about the quote-unquote future of the DCEU that we'll have more time to talk about. But I think yeah. that uh, that kind of helps us move into what we were going to talk about originally. Yeah, so we'll get into it. Main topic today is Batman the movie from 1966. What? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Okay. I just want to hear you freak out. Yeah, I would freak out. Okay, so this movie came out, obviously, at the tail end of the first season of the 1966 Batman TV show, the William Dozier show um, on ABC, starring Adam West and Burt Ward, and huge hit. Huge, huge hit when it first came out. I mean, massive show. One of the biggest shows in TV history with that first year when it came on. I mean, ma- I mean, of course, there was only three stations at the time. So shows were a lot bigger than they are now. But, you know, took the world by storm. Color TV was still kind of new. This was really one of the first shows to fully incorporate color, um, put it in everything. Um, and then a lot of, you know, very campy and it was a comedy. It's a comedy show. It's 100% a comedy, which, um, I think some people don't appreciate, but, uh, it is, it's a comedy show and, but it's, it's, uh, it was done really well where it was a full on dry humor comedy. So, and everything by every single character is taken 100% seriously. Yeah. No matter how ridiculous it is, it is taken seriously and the big thing with that is, so for kids, it's it's just Batman. It's a serious mm-hmm. Batman show for a little kid. There's nothing exactly. goofy about it. And then, but then for adults, it's a comedy show. And so it it literally worked for everybody. But it worked for everyone. Um, and then on the you know, so the show was huge, and they actually. I don't know if you knew this, but they actually were going to do the movie first. And yeah. that was going to be the pitch for the show. But then they greenlit the show anyway. So they had the show and then did the movie. 
They ended up doing the movie mostly for overseas distribution so they could get they could show the movie overseas and then get the TV rights over there broadcasted. Um, and, and then that did work. And so that's kind of where the movie came about. And um, yeah, I guess as an intro and anything you want to add? No, I mean, I was going to, um, yeah, I liked what you said about how even though it's a comedy, everyone like within the show is taking it completely seriously. Opposite um, of Justice League. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. The sad part is, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's the movie that ended up being a comedy but wasn't trying to be. And, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I like about it where it never crosses that line of going into like schlock or like tongue-in-cheek like oh, yeah, we know this is. Like Adam West and Burt Ward and Susan Romero and everybody else, they're taking it, you know, they're they're chewing the scenery a little bit, but you know, they're not they're not like, oh, this is so dumb, like, you know, I'm not no. even taking this seriously. It's like they're still like they, they you can tell they still love these characters and love what they're doing. Oh but yeah. It's just like the genre is a comedy. Yep. It, it, yeah, exactly. It's it's a dry humor comedy and it is uh it's it's absolutely hysterical. Oh um, yeah. I mean, and, this was like, I mean, the golden age of television. I mean, this was, you know, right when Star Trek first started. And yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, it's what I love about, I mean, the show, obviously, but, you know, we're talking about the movie here. Is, yeah. To me, the Adam West Batman, what it does is it kind of humbles Batman in general, where I think sometimes, especially now we get caught up in like the Frank Miller and the dark and edgy Batman that everyone loves. And like, you know, even where now we're seeing the, the anime movies are becoming like our and so to me what the Adam West Batman kind of proves is that Batman can work in a lighthearted tone yep. and for like a different audience where I feel like it's sad where all the movies now are kind of being steered more and more away from my like kids where it's like it's too mature for kids it's like if I was a kid and like a new Batman movie came out and it was too violent or my parents were like no you can't see it like I'd be sad yeah well yeah well I can I can attest to that because exactly. when uh the first Batman movie I ever saw in theaters was The Dark Knight Rises because, you know, I was 11 or not even. I was probably just 10 when Batman Begins came out and wasn't allowed to watch it. And then I was like 12 when Dark Knight came out. And because of how dark that movie was, I wasn't allowed to watch it, which really, really pissed me off. But um, oh, yeah. uh, and so I didn't get to see either of those in the theater. As as growing up, so it literally wasn't until Dark Knight Rises that I even got to see a Batman movie, and because that was you know, and that's the tone is they weren't for kids. The Dark the Nolan movies are definitely not for kids. No, but they're also not like it's not like if a kid does watch that. Like I was I was around the same age you were when I saw Batman Begins in theater. I remember seeing it for my birthday, and yeah, it was much darker and scarier, but it wasn't like it wasn't like the the, the recent like Killing Joke movie. Oh and, well, yeah. And stuff like that, where it's like, oh no, this isn't for kids at all. It's like this, you know, it's not for kids, but you know, they're not gonna be traumatized if they see it. It's just a darker Batman. But yeah, it's like the Adam West Batman kind of proves that, you know, or stuff like Batman: Brave and the Bold. You can still yeah. kind of do Batman again in that lighthearted tone, but still done well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we can just quickly go through just kind of the the synopsis of the movie. I'm sure I'm sure all of you have seen it, but um. Yeah, so it's it's you know Batman and Robin. They start off. They end up going in a in the Batcopter, which is something they added for the movie. They added the Batboat and Batcopter for the movie because they had more money to play with. Yeah, once they once they had the budget, of course. And uh, you know they're going to see this yacht 
and it's it disappears on them. And then they find out, you know, basically that Riddler, Catwoman, Joker, and Penguin have teamed up and have, you know, stolen the yacht with, like, this big invention on it. And, you know, they're basically going to try and take over the world. And, you know, and so they have to stop them and a whole bunch of a whole bunch of crazy things happen with bat boats and Polaris missiles and bombs and just about every other sharks. goofy thing. Yeah, and sharks and <laughs> a whole bunch of other stuff that uh, you can imagine that would happen. Um, Catwoman, basically, they, they want to do a plan where Batman, they want to get Batman, so they have this plan where they're going to kidnap Bruce Wayne. Always, always that happens. And, uh, you know, to lure Batman in, so Catwoman dresses up as a Russian reporter, seduces Batman, they kidnap him, but then he gets away. Obviously, Batman doesn't come. And, uh, so then, and then they basically, they're, they're going to dehydrate all the members of the United World Organization, which are the United Nations, but they didn't call it the United Nations, even though they use the building. But, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, then are going to hold them for ransom. That, that's basically the plot of the movie. And... Mm-hmm. And then they don't, obviously, because Batman and Robin stopped them. But that's the general plot of the movie. The plot really doesn't matter a whole lot, no. though, in this movie. And that's 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 why one of the reasons why it's so good, because it's the characters are so good in this movie. Each character is fantastic. Well, in the show, but like each character is just so well done. Like obviously, Batman and Robin; those characters are done so well by Adam West and Burt Ward. Each villain has fully their own attitude, cadence, and they're this larger-than-life persona. And then even the other characters, even the the Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara and Alfred, and they all have this presence that just feels big and and ridiculous. And it just so every time you see anybody on screen, they just like are fully eating up the screen, no matter who they are. And it just makes this whole fun world that's just really fun to to watch no i like i i totally agree i mean like i love everyone's portrayal and you're absolutely right it's like even when you have the four villains on screen no one's outshining anyone else like no one's being put on a back burner it's like um like i think about like the justice league movie it's like commissioner gordon that movie do we remember i mean it was, no, it was no. jk simmons and we love jk simmons right but didn't do like, anything is he given anything to do nope does he have any memorable lines? Nope. I forgot he was cool. in it, to be honest, until exactly. you just said that. And you do not have that problem with Cesar Romero, Frank Gorshin, nope. um, freaking Lee Merriweather, anybody. It's like they're all great. And I, I think it also kind of shows, um, especially a TV show, like why I think why a lot of the like the episodic formula just really works for Batman, where, mm-hmm. again, you're not focusing on the story of the conflict or whatever is going on you're just you're left to just really fall in love with and watch these great characters where as i feel like especially with the movies you know a lot of the great character development and, and scenes we want kind of get put aside due to whatever you know secret plot or conflict is going on in the movie that you know it's about whereas you don't have to worry about that because like oh it's pretty straightforward you know they want to take over the world right basically really but it's not what it's about that. Yeah, you don't you don't need much more than that. I mean, that's that's it. Just give them some sort of plot, some sort of goal, and that's it. Then just let the characters play themselves out. 
Because that yeah. that's the fun part with with these type of stories. It's it's the characters that are driving everything. It's not the story. The story, yeah. who cares? Like the story could be anything. It's yeah. just it's about watching these characters interact in this world and interact with each other, and it's yeah. just so much fun to watch. So yeah, I guess, it, uh, oh, or no, go ahead. Well, like I think it, it shows, like to me at least, like why each of us both love Batman because. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you grew up on on the Adam West TV show, whereas I yep. grew up on the animated series TV show. But I think both are kind of similar. Obviously, tone is a lot different, but I think both are similar. Where you again, you have these episodes um, where you might have one villain, you might have many. Again, usually the plots aren't that important. Like I think about you know the animated series, like the first episode with the Scarecrow. It was like very very simple, like what his plan was. But you finally got to kind of meet the Scarecrow and you got time to really spend with him and see just how that actor, that voice actor did. Same with the Adam West TV show. And even in the movie, when you have all four villains, it's like, again, you're just left to see, be reminded, basically, why you love these characters and even these portrayals that we don't normally you know, think of when we think of how the character might be coming from comic to film. Right. You know, like if you look at Cesar Romero's portrayal of the Joker, but they're still wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I grew up I grew up with this. This was my first Batman because I I missed I was in this weird thing. I kind of missed the animated series growing up because it came out before I was born um, because I was born in 94 and it came Mm -hmm. out. I think it started in 92 and then it was done, I think, in 94 or five, like the original run. So, I I mean, I missed all that. And then when when it was revamped in 98, I remember it a little bit. I had all the toys at that point yeah. from the animated series, but I wasn't really watching. Also, we didn't have cable. I didn't have cable growing up, so I didn't have Fox Kids, and I didn't have you know ABC Family, which is where it ended up being on, and stuff like that. So I didn't. I could only watch that when I was at a, you know, when I was at my grandparents' house or friend's house or something like that. So it was just kind of whatever was on. And by that point, by kind of the, and this was probably. Not you know two thousand around there. The show was over by that point, and it was on to Justice League. Yeah, and they didn't show as much reruns of Batman as they did other shows. Like I watched way more Spider Man the animated series on reruns yeah. than I did Batman. It was just on oh, way more. So I watched a lot more Spider Man and uh, Justice League than I did the Batman animated series growing up. I did see it, but it wasn't until later that I really got back into the animated series. Till years later. Um, and I went mm-hmm. back and I, you know, I have all of them and it's, it's the, it's one of the greatest shows ever made ever, not, uh, yeah. not animated, just ever. Nope. Um, so yes, but, but my initial was this and wasn't even the show. Cause again, we didn't have cable and so, you know, we didn't have TV land or anything. So it was the movie. The movie was my introduction to Batman as far as I can remember. And it was this movie that I would watch for Batman. Um, mm-hmm. I did, you know, we did have the show. My dad had some had episodes he had taped, and we would watch it. I remember we used to go to my grand, my grandma's house was really close, and so we'd go over there with like my dad and my and his brother, and we would watch episodes. I do, I did do that, but but the movie was really my introduction to Batman. So this was my Batman as a little as a little little kid, and so it's it's a lot of fun to go back and and be able to do this on that because it's just I I love that I love this movie. It is, it's so good. And it's a shame because this whole Batman really was kind of thrown away in the late eighties and through the nineties when, when those other movies were being made, 
once the Tim Burton Batman movie came, everyone really threw this movie under the bus and the show. Um, and I think people don't get people don't get it. This was what Batman was at the time. This yep. wasn't the show taking liberties with stuff, really. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe the comedic element a little bit, but that's the way the the books were. The books were ridiculous oh, yeah. in the fifties yeah, and the sixties. Yeah, again, it really wasn't until the eighties where you started to see the seventies. It was it was seventies. Yeah, it was too. it was the Denny oh. O'Neill Neil Adams stuff in the seventies that kind of helped usher that. And then yeah, then the eighties it then totally Burton and totally yeah, Burton and Miller and yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, like that's why I like the Adam West Batman because it it keeps those humble beginnings of what Batman is because yeah, if you think about it, if you watch this back in the sixties and you read the comic books back then. For you, this was Batman. This yeah. wasn't like, oh, well, is this a joke? This is, a, <clears throat> this is, you know, how Batman is now. It's like, well, if that's all you had to go off of, yeah, this was Batman. Yeah. And again, like we look at the Schumacher movies and we're like, oh, well, that just shows why Batman can't be in dumb. It's like that's not true. Yeah. It's no. like the the the. I mean, the Batman movie, the nineteen sixty six movie, proves that you can still do a Batman movie with a you know the lighter comedic tone but it can still be good whereas you know the schumacher movies you can tell they made it with a certain kind of disdain like oh this is only for kids like who cares we're just gonna sell toys basically and the batman movie in the series you know the adam west one never had that kind of because it wasn't made for kids i mean it it was but it wasn't because it was tv it was primetime tv they couldn't just market that to just kids it was marketed to everybody and you you can see with the choices they make and with the, uh, you know, with with the humor that's in it. It's not humor for kids. Kids don't get it. That goes no. right over kids' heads. <laughs> and not not in like an inappropriate way. It just it just no. is, it just doesn't go there. It went way over my head as a kid. I still get stuff that I didn't get. The like oh, yeah. almost every time I watch it because I just as I get older, you get more and more stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I did want to talk about how important this movie was and and the show was like people, you know, again with the 89 movie and stuff, people said, Oh, that show ruined Batman. No, no, no. This show Mm -hmm. saved Batman. Batman was a nothing character at the time. It it was not a very popular character. It did not sell well. It was pretty much going to be canceled in the sixties. And then this, and then this, this TV show came out because people, the, Batman wasn't in the general knowledge. Superman no, was, he, but Batman yeah, he wasn't, wasn't a household name. No, and so this put Batman into that that light for the first time ever, and now everyone knew who Batman was, and it revitalized the character completely. And then that led to then you know now as this cultural icon. But oh, you know, okay. I was reading I was reading an article from the week, um, and they have a whole article about. It's called Why This Ridiculous 1966 Batman Movie is the Most Important Batman Movie Ever. And that's basically what it talks about is how the character was gone after the, you know, all the comic stuff in the 50s with with uh, with Wortham and the seduction of the innocent and everything that basically killed comics for a while and yeah. comics as a whole almost didn't get through it. I mean, that th- this was coming off of all that when everything was so dumbed down and so just ridiculous that this this helped revitalize a character that was otherwise probably not going to make it and then you know then you know then then after that you had the comics you had Carmine Infant, uh, Infantino and then that led up to Danny O'Neill and 
or uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, which totally changed character in the seventies. And you know, from then on, it it then exploded into what Batman is now. But yeah, it, it all started with this show, and you know, in the movie. Yeah, I mean, we really can never like not think this show and this movie enough for I mean yeah hearing that is like the fact that even think about the character could just faded into you know being irrelevant is is terrifying when you look at how just you know I mean he's the most iconic superhero now more so than anybody more so than Superman which yeah at one point was not true and it's like yeah you have to think this movie for that it's like you can say the Tim Burton Batman 89 movie started all but that's not true It, it was this movie and it's yep. not like the TV show was like this random like show that no one watched and they just made a movie for the heck of it. It was like, no, it was it was in its prime. It was popular. And they really again, it's what made everyone around the country, you know, Americans, everyone knew who Batman was, not just, you know, the kids who read the comics. Because before this movie, yeah, no one knew who Batman was unless you were a kid who grew up on the comics, which again, he was not one of the characters at the time, so that was unlikely. But this movie completely changed that. Yep. It just showed how like how how great like marketing this character could be and like just how iconic he could be. It's like when you think about it, he's he's kind of more niche than your Superman, who's like the ultimate superhero. This guy's Batman, you know, has no powers, dresses like a bat, which is not the most intimidating creature, but <laughs> right. now has become again the most iconic character we have really in pop culture, probably. Yeah, definitely one of them for no yeah. no question. So yeah, it's uh yeah, this movie was very very important and I don't think it gets enough credit just from the everyday fan or everyday Batman fan as it as it really deserves. Yeah. Because th- this it saved Batman and it's you know, it, it sparked everything else that came after that. Um but okay, now go we've kind of talked about now all the background of the movie and everything like that. Now kind of the movie itself, we, let's let's just talk about the characters in the movie. Um, mm. Let let's just start with let's just start let's start with the villains. Let's okay. just okay. So there's four villains in this movie. They use kind of the the main villains from the show. They use Joker, Riddler, Penguin, and Catwoman. And th- those are the main villains throughout the entire run of the show that are used. Mm-hmm. The main villains from the comics. Half the villains in the TV show aren't even from the comics. Um, but so the only, the only kind of issue with it is they don't have the right, you know, they don't have the real Catwoman because Julie Newmar is the Catwoman in the show. But then she wasn't available. She wasn't available for the movie. She was shooting another movie at the time because they basically did this movie right after finishing shooting the show of season one. They kind of went straight in this movie kind of on the break, like in the summer, I think they shot it. Um, and so they use Lee Merriweather and they have the same characters for the others. Frank Gorshin as a Riddler, Burgess Meredith for the Penguin and Cesar, Cesar Romero for the Joker. And I guess we'll start. Go ahead and start it with whichever one. Who, who's your favorite out of these four? And then we'll talk about them first. I probably have to say Frank Gorshin's Riddler. Shut up, all of you. I see the way to do it. We'll play each of our treacherous trumps in one hand, and we'll do it right here. How? How? The end. The 
and <laughs> We shall spring them from the Joker's Jack in the Box through that window, out over the sea, and into the waiting arms of the penguins exploding octopus. <laughs> the trigger, one of my riddles, of course. And the bait, <laughs> you, that woman. Probably because, I mean, we've really only seen the Riddler done on the big screen, obviously twice. And right. the other was Jim Carrey, and that was jim carrey basically um you know at the height of his popularity so we really haven't seen that iconic riddler portrayal other than frank gorshin i would argue yeah where he's intelligent but obviously the show there's still kind of that that tongue-in-cheek kind of playful tone but he's still like fiercely intelligent and maniacal and despite the fact that he's wearing like you know the green spandex kind of leotard um, <laughs> yeah you can still take him seriously like as a foe. Yeah, because yeah, no, he is and and I would agree with you. I think the Riddler is my favorite character of the whole show. Frank oh, Gorson's wow. Riddler is one of the best just villain. He's just one of the best characters ever. It's so well yeah. played. It's so much fu- it's so much fun. That's the it. energy is unmatched by anybody. Even even the other even the other characters, the energy of Frank Gorson's Riddler is unmatched. It's mm-hmm. it's so out there, and the laugh is so good. His delivery oh, yeah. cadence is so well done. That like wind up cadence that he has, where it builds and builds to like an explosion almost every time mm-hmm. he talks. It's it, it's it's so much fun. And then even in this character, they they he you you see his character develop even in this movie, almost more than the other characters because there's the moment in the movie. Um, when Batman is, uh, I believe, I believe Batman and Robin are chasing them in the Batcopter and he, they're in the submarine and he runs off to go fire one of those players missiles that right sky, right the, uh, the riddles and Joker's like, what are you doing? We don't need to do that now. You don't need to give him anything. And he's like, no, I have to, that's why I live is to outsmart Batman. It's like, I always have to, it's, it's, it's such a great moment. Where you're like, yeah, yeah, that is literally the entire character, uh, his whole motivation. And that is the motivation of the Riddler. His motivation is to be the smartest person in the world. And to do that, he has to be smarter than Batman. And so that really is his kind of whole character motivation. And I I just think that moment's so good where you even have the Joker going, don't do this. Exactly. And it's like, because to me, it's like the Joker. I mean, to me, yeah, the Riddler kind of gets, um, either forgotten about or kind of outshined by the Joker just because the Joker, you know, doesn't play by any rules or really have any, you know, set motivation or goal um, where he's kind of like the crazier Riddler in a way. So that I feel like people are kind of naturally more attracted to the Joker just because he's a lot more unpredictable and stuff. But yeah, but, but Frank Gorshin's portrayal again, like it's almost Joker like, Exactly, and it, and it, and he absolutely holds his own with Cesar Romero, and that is great that he can do that with a character where, yeah, he's not forgotten about. He's not like, okay, well, what, really, what is he going to do against Batman, or what is he going to bring to this villainous core? It's like, no, you never think that. Yeah, I, I absolutely love Frank Gorshin's Riddler, um, and I went back and also, my favorite episode of the show is the very first episode 
that they ever did, which is with the Riddler. And yeah. at, right at the beginning, he tricks Batman into, into getting into arresting him falsely and sues him. That's how the <laughs> thing starts. It's it's brilliant. It he brilliant. Out, he outwits Batman and and tricks him into basically attacking him when he's not actually doing anything wrong and ensues him. It's great. Yeah. Now that doesn't really go anywhere, but that just just that opening okay. is just great. And it's and then, you know, then just into this movie, it's just it's 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 a great character. But um yeah, yeah so big but big fan of the I'm surprised because I, I, I thought you were gonna say Cesar Romero for like No, 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 no. You're way off. The really? next best villain, well, uh, no, I'll go to the next one. The next best villain is Penguin. We must hang together. Almost assuredly, we shall hang. Attention, you unfathomable sphinx. Yo ho! Now hear this, now hear this. This is your captain speaking. My fine pinioned pirates, we're approaching the tricky buoy. Sharpen your cutlasses. There may be skullduggery ahead. <laughs> Quivering icebergs. Hey, can't you read? Fine day for penguin. <laughs> penguin. Well, one, Burgess Meredith is incredible. He's yeah. he's just fantastic. I mean, from everything. I mean, I know him obviously from Batman and from Rocky. That's what I know him mostly from. And he's just so good. I mean, in the, you know, then he's in the Great Twilight Zone episode, like. He he's just such a good actor, and that penguin character is so well done. I mean, that might be the most accurate character as far as like comic book yeah. to villain that you know, at least in this world, because it is I mean, pretty the, much spot on. Yeah, the costume the way is penguin right out is. of it. He looks like him. the The talk is just like you know, it's just like how you think he would sound. Yeah, and and the way he acts is pretty much exactly how the penguin acts. And it's just, oh, it's such a good character. Just his, his laugh, his like quacking laugh is so great. Yeah. And Again. that, that was my, uh, that was my uncle's favorite character by far is, is his character. So he used to do that laugh all the time when I was growing up. He loved that penguin laugh. Um, and his favorite line of the whole thing is when they're first in the submarine. I don't know if you remember this. It's, I think it's the first time they're in the submarine and he's, you know, he it's his submarine, so he's the captain of the submarine, so he's kind of going over bossing everybody around, and he's going over and yelling at the Joker for leaning on the controls, and Joker just snaps, and he's like, don't be so bossy, and he's just like, and he gives this great line. Mr. Joker, you're leaning on the current control. Don't sound so bossy, if you please. My dear sir, as the poet says, on land you may command, at sea it is me. <laughs> oh, it's just great. And that that was my uncle's favorite line. He would say that all the time. Um, <laughs> and I, I love it. Anyway, but that, that character is just so well played. It's so genuine. It's so... And to be honest, I don't even know what his real motivation is, but it's just, it's just a villain. And it's just, you know, he's kind of the, the, if you want to say the level headed villain out of mm-hmm. all of them, he's, he's the leader. Yeah. He's the leader out of the villains. Yeah. And that's, that's what you the penguin get... always was. That's true. Yeah. And like, if you think about it, cause you know, we do not really embrace or acknowledge freaking Batman returns at all. So, no. I mean, this really is the go-to standard and kind of the, 
iconic, the classic, you know, portrayal of the penguin we've ever seen, really. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And it and it and it absolutely stands up, you know, to this time, and holds, you know, holds up well. It does. It it, it does. I mean, if you, you know, if you put that character in a non-comedic setting, it totally works. Yeah, you could easily make him, you know, just tweak the costume a little bit. I mean, tweak the, you know, what his plan is, and yeah, yeah. you can absolutely play him straight. And, and, and you would believe, especially Burgess Meredith, you would believe, oh, yeah. I, I think he totally could pull off like a menacing penguin that, that oh, you yeah. get. I think it would have been great. So, uh, yeah, his character, I mean, he, he arguably is the best actor out of everyone in this movie. And mm. it's that character is just so entertaining and so much fun to watch. You believe everything he does. You believe everything he believes. Um, I mean, you do that with all the vil- with all the characters. Um, oh yeah. But it's just ah, uh, it's so good. So yeah, Penguin and Riddler are pretty pretty close to even for me, with Riddler just being slightly above, at least as far as my favorites go. And then uh, then we'll move on to the Joker. Friends make peace. Have a shake on me. <laughs> Ooh, a joke a day keeps the gloom away. I'll incapacitate the beast with my trick confetti. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, pip pip to you, sir. Oh, <laughs> delicious. Yeah, Cesar Romero's Joker, I feel it kind of gets left out sometimes because he's a little bit more generic than the other characters. Mm-hmm. You think in the movie or, or I'm thinking of the movie. Cesar Romero? I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about the movie. Yeah, I agree. And because it's kind of because another thing people don't realize, the Joker wasn't the Joker until uh-huh. the 70s. Until kind of the, uh, um, you know, like the uh, the Denny O'Neill stuff. That that seventies kind of made the Joker a little bit, a lot more menacing, more murderous. Yeah. And uh, before he was really just kind of more of a clown, and and that's what yeah, he, he is in the movie. He's more of the clown Joker, the the practical joke. That that's yeah. kind of the that's the character. Yeah, he's a little more tamed, and we yeah. don't normally associate that with the Joker. Right. So it's a little. So- odd now mm-hmm. but at the time it's pretty much spot on and yeah. it, i and caesar romero the energy he has is just insane yeah talk about energy <laughs> like he dove head and shoulders into that role and just does such a good job except he wouldn't shave the mustache which is kind of annoying <laughs> i mean now is now it's kind of like endearing yeah. uh, but i mean when you think about it you're like uh okay you're like come on man he'll grow <laughs> back in like a week Although, what about the irony about not shaving a mustache and then look at where Justice League is now? <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought about oh, that. Oh, I didn't either. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. It totally it's goes the, back to it. It's the it ultimate does. poetic justice. It does. It's the ultimate, like, circle. Like, the circle is complete. Yeah. Oh, that's oh amazing. God. With Henry Cavill <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the mustache thing. Yeah. Oh, that's great. But they didn't have white paint to cover it up. No. <laughs> that looked better than the CGI. It, I mean, yeah, get $5 worth of makeup <laughs> instead of $30 million of CGI. Oh, that's a good point. But yeah, that uh, character is, is just great. Just the, the energy he brings and the, the goofiness. It's just, he is the levity kind of in, in the villain, in the rank of the villains. He's kind of, he yeah. is, he is the, the jester character mm-hmm. and it's done well. And then, yeah, and uh, then, Catwoman. How do you feel about yeah? How do you feel about Leah Merriweather's 
portrayal or take on Catwoman. I say it's crazy, but I say let's try it. We have to do something to get Batman out of the way. Well, one, Julie Newmar is perfect Catwoman. Yeah. She's amazing. Um, but Lee Merriweather, I thought there, there was nothing lost on the character, no. I didn't think. I think she does a great job. I agree. As Catwoman. She, you know, she has the look. She yeah, has she looks the, great. You know, she has the mannerisms and... It, I thought I think it's a I think it's a very well done Catwoman and except for maybe the, the, the Catwoman character has become a little less villainous yeah. over the past you know couple of decades but mm-hmm. as as a like I love I, I kind of like seeing it as just a villain like I do too I, I like that and and it was done really well and she's a very she's a really diabolical character. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I enjoy the uh, the portrayal she does and and the seducing of Batman, you know, or of, of Bruce Wayne. And so they don't. There's not a Catwoman Batman romance. There's a Bruce Wayne Catwoman romance, which is a little weird, but yeah, yeah. again works and is and is a little slow that part of the movie a little bit. But 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 you're sure. never it never takes you out of it. No, it's and like still, I mean yeah. The shoes of having to fill, you know, Julia Newmar's spot in such, you know, close proximity, like time. Like it wasn't long after and they just had to get a different actress. Um, and yeah, considering that and then seeing how well um, Meriwether did, I thought, yeah, it's there's really nothing bad you can say about it. Whereas you think about other movies or, or iterations of Batman where, God forbid, they had to recast. It's like it would not be the same. Right. But it's really we don't have that problem with the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I I like I like her a lot. And then then the main the two main characters, the Adam West Batman is so underrated. He is so good as Batman. <laughs> like everything and, and he does Wayne. is like Batman. Yeah. What were you saying? And Bruce and Bruce Wayne, I would argue. I, I forget how much I like him as Bruce Wayne. Oh yes, yes, probably even better almost. I I think so. Yeah. Because because Adam Which West is, just has this charm about him and oh my god yeah I think it was also like a time period where like men were back then like you know they're wearing like ascots and these great jackets <laughs> like I'm like oh dude but like yeah like when he's Bruce Wayne like he it's like is he even acting right now <laughs> he just oozes just how, this just like debonair presence yeah oh it's great and then just. And then his just take, nobody could have done that role but Adam West. I don't think anyone could have pulled it off like that, just that way. Just the serious tone that he takes, the the timing, the the, the timing he has with every beat is just so spot on. He hits every beat exactly the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And and just everything flows through it. Yeah. How about this for my top three best Batman voices? Obviously, number one, Kevin Conroy. Of course. Two, Adam West. Yeah. Three, Val Kilmer. Hmm. Are you talking about... Just, like, voice and, like... Okay. It's, like, what you imagine Bruce Wayne and Batman to sound like. Okay. Yeah, that's, uh... Yeah, yeah, that that's not a bad list at all. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked Peter Weller's... Uh, oh, sure. Batman voice in Dark Knight Returns movies. And I like Bruce Greenwood's Batman voice too, and under and, uh, Red Hood. Red Hood. And, um, That's true. Uh, he's done a couple of them, but yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with that at all. I, Adam West does not get enough credit. I mean, he is. Oh. 
he he's pretty I think he's the best just overall Batman is definitely live action that we've ever had live far, action yeah as far as a Batman he's just the most complete there, there's no flaw Batman's supposed to be flawless he's supposed to be flawless and and, and this Batman is pretty much flawless <laughs> a, a little he has a couple of mishaps a little bit with the kick stuff but Overall, he's pretty much, you know, as far as the other Batman goes, a lot of the other ones are kind of dumb at some point. And at least at some point, but he's not. Well, and and that's, I think, the the kind of the benefit of not worrying about the story with this movie. Whereas when you mentioned the other Batmans being stupid, a lot of that is at the service of the script, you know, because it needs to be. Whereas when you don't, again, when you don't have to focus on the story, you just focus on its focus on his characters. Yeah. He comes off as like always in control and always sure of himself, which yep. is how Batman should be. Yep. And, and that, that's where a lot of the comedy comes from mm-hmm. because everything around him is so ridiculous <laughs> and he's taking it so seriously and then yep. still understands all of it, even though yeah. it's so ridiculous. And you're like, nobody would know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, we can go in and talk about kind of favorite moments of the movie. I, I, my favorite moment probably of the whole movie. Well, okay, no, I'll I'll talk about my f- absolute favorite moment in a second. Um, one of my favorite ones is just all the riddles, because all the riddles are so good. They're so dumb, and make absolutely no sense. At least most of them. Like nobody would know the answer to ninety percent of those riddles because the answer makes no sense. But Batman and Robin know the answer immediately for all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. And the best one is the one uh, Catwoman or Kitka gives him riddles. And then he goes down. And the best riddle by far is when he's like, and he's talking to Robin. Because he always has to say it to Robin. Robin, Robin really gets to answer them first. Um, and he, he goes... Listen to these riddles. Tell me if you interpret them as I do. One, what has yellow skin and writes? A ballpoint banana. Right. Two, what people are always in a hurry? Russian people? Russians. Right again. Now, what would you say they mean? Banana? Russian. I've got it. Someone Russian is going to slip on a banana peel and break their neck. Precisely, Robin. The only possible meaning. That is one of the best sequences of dialogue I've ever heard in my <laughs> life because it's so absurd and yeah. it is hilarious. Oh, it kills me. That kills me every time. <laughs> but all of the riddles do because they're so <laughs> dumb. But uh, but they know them all because the, these guys are the best. Ah, oh, I, I love I love that part. That's one of my favorite parts are just all the riddles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to say my favorite part uh Oh, it's maybe shocking, but it's actually the whole bomb kind yeah. of sequence. That's gag. my favorite part of the movie. Someday she just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah, so I like, and the reason I like it is because obviously it's hilarious. Um, and it's, you know, so pretty much become a become a meme now but it's also incredibly true to the character whereas if you think about it 
you know, he's running around trying to expose this bomb, but you know, the the gag is there's somebody there or there's ducks there. Yeah. And he's not trying to hurt anybody, but it's like that's what Batman should be doing. He should be trying to protect the people of yeah. Gotham and protect people. And you compare that to like movies now where he's especially the Ben Affleck ones where he's either killing people or just blowing up stuff and <laughs> has no, you know, no care for civilian, you know, health or life. Right. And you compare it to this one where he's literally in danger himself holding this bomb longer and longer, you know, where he goes down into the bar and like everyone leaves except for those two women. <laughs> he's like, ah, and, and he leaves again, endangering himself. But yeah, it, again, like it's hilarious, but it also really captures the heart of the character. Yes, it does. And then they even they even do it where, you know, because he. <laughs> He can't find anywhere. And the best, the best line in the history of movies. Just some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. It, that is the best line, and the delivery. The delivery, yeah, is, is what makes so it. good. And you know, it's another thing. A quick sidebar, which I didn't even think about till my uncle actually brought it up. That that line was very um, double sided because at the time, this isn't the late sixties and you know, the whole arms race is going on. And so it was kind of a dig. There's a lot of political digs in the Batman TV show a lot. Mm -hmm. And and in the movie, especially, I mean, right from uh, the, (laughs) the Admiral who sells the penguin, the war surplus submarine and Batman's calling him about it. And he's like, well, he goes, Oh yeah, it was a P and Gwen. He's just like, so did this P.N. Gwyn leave an address? And he goes, uh, no, just a post office uh, box number. Would you like any? <laughs> you see Batman go, uh, no, Admiral. Uh, you've been uh, very helpful. Just He's so mad. <laughs> and Admiral's just like, he's still polite. Uh, you sound, uh, you sound, uh, you know, you sound off. What, what, did we, we didn't have, we haven't done any, anything foolish, have we? <laughs> he just goes, just. Posing of world's world uh, war surplus submarines with to persons who don't even leave their full addresses. Good day, <laughs> Admiral, and just hangs up. <laughs> he's just in shock. And we're just like, gosh, <laughs> he's just like, you're such an idiot. Yeah. And and you know, the, I mean, those are all political little digs. And but the yeah, yeah. probably the biggest one is that bomb one because it's during the whole nuclear crisis. And so that that's kind of that's where the that that's where that line actually kind of comes from, as well as being a great joke. Um, yeah. And I didn't even get that till very recent, you know, just a few days ago is when I I didn't I, that never even crossed my mind because yeah, you wow. know just growing up totally different time, you don't even think about really the landscape kind of around it no. when we watch it now. But uh, so I thought that was even more interesting, just kind of with that line. But that that's the best part of the movie, hands down. But anyway, but after he disposed of it, then Robin, you know, is coming down trying to find him, and then Batman's fine. And even Robin is going back to your point, is like you you risked your life to save the drunks in the bar, and he, and he just goes, "Great line. They may be drinkers, Robin, but they're also human beings. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just great." Just because, because at the same time it's funny because of the mm-hmm. delivery, but it's also that is that that is the Batman character. Yeah, he he genuinely cares about these people. It's like you don't see that, especially in newer Batmans, where yeah, again he he kind of has like this 
superiority complex. Yeah, his girlfriend dies and he quits. Yeah. You know, he's like, you know, I'm doing this, you know, because I have to, not because I, I genuinely want to, you know, better the lives of people living here in Gotham. Right. But they don't understand. It's like, yeah, whereas, yeah, the Adam West Batman just perfectly captures that. And yeah, even having Robin be like in awe, I think really just shows like just how much we should gravitate towards Adam West's take on Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. It, it's 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 the proper mentality. Like, cause the character, where did the character come from? It came from his parents dying and him being like, "I'm not gonna let this happen to anybody ever again." Yep, that's where it came from. And yep. and and you get that in in this Batman and this portrayal and you know and in, in this movie. And uh, so yeah, yeah, that that part definitely that that's the best part of the movie. It it is. <laughs> um, but one of my other favorite parts is at the beginning. Right when they when they figure out that all of the villains are working together, that whole scene in the police in the police chief in the he- headquarters, when when they just all at different times tie in all the villains and it's so oh, nonsensical yeah. it makes no sense. Could be any one of them, but which one? Wh- which ones? Pretty fishy what happened to me on that ladder. You mean where there's a fish, there could be a penguin. But wait, it happened at sea. See? See for Catwoman. Yet, that exploding shark was pulling my leg. The Joker. It all adds up to a sinister riddle. Riddler. Riddler? Oh, thought strikes me. So dreadful, I scarcely dare give it utterance. The four of them, their forces combined. Holy nightmare, Batman, could it be? I don't know. But I think I know where to find a clue. Come on, Robin, to the Batcave. We haven't one moment to lose. (laughs) And they keep bringing in all the different villains. Oh, that's just, that is amazing that is so funny uh, anything with batman and robin and commissioner gordon and chief o'hara is funny that's like, true anything with those characters is just so good how they're just like you know an exploding shark was pulling my leg the joker you know like they're just, <laughs> they just get all the things and it happened at sea see see for catwoman like it's just oh it's just it's so good uh i love i love that scene so much oh yeah other other but, favorite scenes? Ah oh, man, I mean, it's, I haven't watched it nearly as recently as I should. I Did need to go back and watch it. Did you not watch it for this? <laughs> no, I've been working. <laughs> you don't work all night. No, no, it's true. But uh, sadly, I watched it twice I this it. week. <laughs> I was I was prepared. Yeah, you did. Oh, I'm disappointed. You're gonna have to at least watch the movies before we talk about them uh, in the upcoming. Oh, I remember weeks. it. I don't care. Yeah. You have to watch it. <laughs> Um, that's a new requirement. Uh, but yeah. And then, then, yeah, then we got to talk about the beginning. Um, one of the best beginnings ever with the, the Batcopter going over the water, Batman going down, down the ladder and not being there, him going into the water and it it disappearing and him getting attacked by a shark. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's, 
You don't really think he's ever really in danger, though, because it doesn't seem to be really tearing into him, and it's just hanging off of his leg, and he's just beating the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you think it'd be like tearing off his calf muscle right, or something, right. like blood everywhere. But <laughs> this was a few like, years before Jaws, I guess. But yeah, and, and he's cool as a cucumber. <laughs> he's fine. He's like, up. this is nothing new for him. He's like, oh. But he can't get it off. So it's almost like <laughs> when you get your hand stuck in like a jar. And that's yeah, kind of his just, his reaction. You know, you're banging yeah, the jar around. And you're like, ah, I can't get it off. So, and then instead of saying, oh, go grab some soap. It's no. Uh, hand me down the shark repellent bat spray. Oh, oh that's just one of the best Batman props of all time. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, it's so it's that's, so good. That's probably the most like that's probably the one I'd say everyone pretty much knows. Like if oh, they know yeah. one thing from the show, they know the shark repellent. And the interesting part is they got a whole bunch of other repellents up there too. They got they, do, yeah. bar- they got barracuda repellent and uh there was there was two others. I think there was four and I don't remember what the other ones were. But uh um and then Robin comes down and hangs over him cuz you know he was an acrobat. So this is the only time we ever get to see that. And uh, mm-hmm. hangs upside down, and in the wide shot, he's like five rungs away from him. And then you go into the the green screen shot, and he's right next to him, and he hands it down. And it's oh, it's great. And then it just blows up when it hits the <laughs> ground. That is such a great, oh, what a great way to open a movie. Oh yeah, start <sighs> off strong. It does. Like it, I mean, like yeah, because like they kind of ah, no, never run. I was gonna say something, but yeah, unfortunately. I feel like this uh, this movie, like it kind of stopped with this movie. I was going to tie it into like the Nolan movies, but I was like, eh, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And then and then the end fight scene. To be honest, there's not a whole lot of action in the movie. No, there, there's not a ton of fighting. There, there's the, that beginning kind of thing with the shark. There's the uh, and then the only other really fighting scenes are the the penthouse fight when they ca- kidnap Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and then. The fight in the um, the villain's lair with Bruce Wayne when he escapes, that's probably the best fight of the movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, that That's really well done. That That's the best choreographed fight for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then then the big fight at the end. And and that that's always fun. Uh, that's probably that might be the thing I remember the most watching that as a kid is that just whole last fight scene. Because I thought it was so cool that everyone kept going in the water. I, I don't know why. I just thought that was cool. Uh, as mm-hmm. a kid, they're fighting on top of the submarine, and they just keep punching each other into the water, and it's oh, it's great. That that is that's such a well done fight because it's a fight, but then they throw in the the Riddler swinging, missing Batman hitting his hand on the metal wall. They they throw in the him just getting Riddler and that like weird like rotating hook and just spins him around like six oh, times, yeah. and then he just runs off into the water. It's just. It, oh, it, it's it's just so much fun to watch. So much is going on in that scene, and he's fighting all the other pirates. Oh, that is, that that is that is well done. That is well well played. Um, and then obviously, and then they even have an emotional moment when they, uh, uh, you know, the when it's revealed that Catwoman is is uh, Kitka, and yeah. there even is like a real like dramatic moment. <laughs> like where you feel bad for Batman. Yeah. And it, like they just throw that in the movie and you're like, wow, I didn't expect that to be in this movie. But it's actually yeah, it, done really well. Yeah. Again, it just kind of shows you like how confident they were in one, the characters and two, the actors that again, yeah, there was not a whole lot of action. 
And like again, they did this kind of dramatic moment where you think it would kind of clash with the rest of the tone of like the TV show, but like you fully accept it. You're like, oh, like you actually find yourself invested. You're like, oh, I'm actually feeling something here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, then they end and they uh, they win, and then they, but then that's not the end of the movie because they they dehydrate all the the members of the security council, and then they have to rehydrate them. But, and they get the thing, and then Schmidlap breaks the thing and then sneezes, and so all the dust goes everywhere. And then somehow they collected all these pieces. I don't know how. And and have them in this giant thing, and they're all in their Batman and Robin outfits, but they also have aprons and, like, smocks, and, and they have rubber gloves over their Batman and Robin gloves and masks, and the, the, the utility belts are over the smocks. It is a great look. It, yeah. it is fantastic. Um, and then they, they separate, you know, they have this big thing and separate them and it works and they separate the dust and then they go and have to rehydrate them and it's this big intense scene where the whole world is watching and and then it works, but they all speak different languages. And so they almost they almost got it. But uh and then, then the great ending scene when their uh <laughs> Bam is just like our work here is done. And he goes, you know, now, now we, uh, now we need to leave, but, uh, let's leave inconspicuously and use the window on a 110 story building. (laughs) 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 And then they come out the window (laughs) and that's the end of the movie. And it's just like, oh, great. What a great way to end it. Just end with the wonderful, ridiculous joke. And uh, and then everyone leaves happy. And then 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 they did like a seventy episode second season, and then it kind of waned by the end of that. And then the third season it really kind of killed it. So the show was really only on for like a total of like two years. I mean it's like three seasons, but it's like two years or like yeah. I think they said like twenty six months or something like that from like start wow. to finish. So it's like super quick lived. But then you know the impact that that made just still reverberates now. Exactly. It shows you, like, even with that, you know, with those few episodes, like, it wasn't like a 10 season running TV show and it's still this iconic and beloved. Right. Just shows the, at the impact it had and yeah. the movie, of course. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much Batman the movie from 1966. Anything else you want to add? No, nah, it's just great to, I think we should enjoy or kind of focus on the feeling of talking about a Batman movie. And having like a smile on your face, even when you're talking about the ending, is like because that's pretty much it. Most of them don't typically end this way. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's, well, I wouldn't say. I guess not most. I'd say most well, definitely, do. Definitely most live action. No, I'd say most. About all the live action ones, I think there's more good ones and bad ones. Well, I'm talking about just like an ending where it's like, even though it's not a bad ending, it's like oh oh it's oh. Much darker and serious it isn't like oh that was just a good fun adventure like okay you don't get that yeah yeah okay yeah that that's definitely true yeah 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 i definitely agree with that yeah we've had we've had plenty of good batman movies but yeah it's like yeah it's like where you walk out most of them kind of on a down note that's what i'm saying yeah yeah you're right it's like this one batman begins the first batman movie doesn't even end no it doesn't really end on a positive note. Batman Forever does, I guess. Yeah. So uh, there's like three, and that's really it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. You're right. I didn't even think of that. 
That's not yeah. really a tone that's kind of ended with Batman movies. So yeah, because it def- oh. yeah, there's nothing. You feel great after watching that this movie. Like it's yeah. it's fun. You had a great time, and it's never boring. You're fully invested the whole time, and in all these characters, and then it ends with a, it ends happy, and not not even just happy like, you know, happy ending happy, but it actually ends just in you know with an enjoyable moment, an enjoyable part. Yeah, and the credits are like. 30 seconds long. Yeah. Where you tell like Batman went home and even he was happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause this Batman can be happy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to come back to his empty cave and Wayne Manor and sulk. Yeah. He gets to come back to Alfred and aunt Harriet and uh, yeah. job yeah. well done. Yeah. It's great. One thing I'm going to throw in real quick because I forgot to mention um, the scene where Batman is uh, or Bruce Wayne is with Kitka and Robin and, Alfred are following him because Alfred has to come because Robin doesn't have a driver's license (laughs) and Alfred has a mask on under the glasses, which is Uh. such a good touch. (laughs) It's so funny. I forgot to mention that. I had to at least mention that because that is so brilliant. That is Mm -hmm. a brilliant moment. Anyway, just had to mention that. But uh, of course, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much it. This was a little bit longer of an episode because it's our first one and had a little bit more to to talk about. about at the beginning. Um, the beginning part is really just going to differ with how much actual Batman related news there is. Um, so, you know, that, that could be longer or shorter depending on. Yeah. Batman overall the universe, I would argue. Um, because yeah, of course it's going to be more of that. And of course how the DC universe goes forward is going to affect kind of like how much Batman we see. Right. And, uh, obviously we're pretty much this pretty much talking about Batman movies primarily, so that'll kind of be most of the focus with uh, the stuff we talk about and news we talk about and everything. So, um, yeah, but that's uh, that's our first episode. We're back, the Uncaped Crusaders review. And then next week we'll, we'll be back. And um, next week we'll be talking about the Tim Burton Batman movie, which okay. is another great. So we're, going, we're starting off strong. Yeah. We're starting off with two, two, uh, two solid, solid ones. Yeah, so, and then we're gonna be in a a dark, a dark you know, depression for, for for a while. No, we won't. No, we won't. After after Burton. Uh uh-uh. uh No, Movies. because the um it goes uh Batman. We will be down for Batman Returns, but then the next one is Phantasm. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Get Phantasm. Did that come out? I have to look. We're going in chronological order. It was either that one or Batman Forever. They came out around the same time. I'm not sure That's which true. one was first. But I we think do like Phantasm Batman was first. So there'll be a couple. We got a couple of bright spots in there. But, okay. um, That's good. But yeah, so next week will be the Tim Burton Batman movie. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, if you have any comments, questions, anything you want to you want us to add or talk about or anything like that, you can hit us up on Twitter. It's at Uncaped Review. That is our uh, our Twitter page, and you could also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Marky Mark Brand. Ian is a Neanderthal and doesn't have a Twitter account, and he needs to get a, one so he can keep up with stuff. Yes, um, I like my privacy though. So once he does get that, we'll then plug that for him. But so yeah, shamelessly, yeah, yeah, shamelessly. So yeah, and also if you're uh, another shameless plug, if you're into professional wrestling, I have another podcast that I do with my friend Harris called Behind the Gorilla. And you can follow that on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. Um, 
You listen to that for wild and wacky things in wrestling history. That's that's the topic of that podcast. So you can also check that out. I'm getting my own little podcast network here, and I kind of like it. You really are creating an empire. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, an evil empire, hopefully. Um, yeah. uh, but Be anyway, <laughs> but anyway, so that'll do it for the first show. A little bit longer than uh, I think they typically will be. But you know, no, I'm not even going to say that. I don't care. I don't care how long ah. they are. It doesn't matter. We can make it however long about. we freaking want. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, God, when we get to freaking Batman versus Superman and Justice League, I mean. Geez, yeah, our first you... one, we reviewed that back a few years ago. It was like two and a half hours long, I think, something like that. It was bad. Uh, boy, we railed it's, on that. We'll get to it, it eventually. Be much better. We'll, eventually. We'll get to it eventually, but it'll be it'll be a while because we're going yeah. all of them chron- chronological order, however many there are. I haven't even counted. I have them all, but I, I haven't counted. Anyway, but so finally. This is it. I promise we're done now. Uh, that is the Uncaped Crusaders review. I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>